Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and I'm so excited today to bring you a couple of repeat guests from one of my very favorite restaurants in all of Omaha. These are the owners of Kanara, Ashish, and Kim Sathin. Guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much for having us again. Yes, it's it, it's been about a year now since you guys came on, and it's it's just so crazy to to look back and think about how much has changed. I mean, there we were still kind of in the beginning of a pandemic. You guys had opened Canara, but it was only takeout. Now you guys are you know doing the, run the whole gamut, and we're going to talk about that. Um, you've gained so much popularity. You've introduced so much more to the menu. There's just so much has changed, and I just want to talk about all of it. But I think just in case someone hasn't listened to that episode, I want to provide a proper introduction to Canar so people know exactly what we're talking about. And the thing that I find most amazing about this restaurant is when I go to Canar and then people ask me about my meal or I try and write about it or talk about it, I have trouble because I don't exactly know how to describe the flavors because they are so new to me and they're so vibrant and they're so unique. I don't have like a point of reference because I haven't really tasted anything like that anywhere else. How do you describe Canara to people who haven't dined with you before? I if would, you, yeah, if you're looking for authentic home-style Indian cuisine, yes, you should come to Canara and try our menu, like we offer, you know, from, like, what I have to say, the regular menu to our special, because I'm from Kerala, so I do offer a lot of Kerala cuisine, something which you don't find normal places. That's the other thing, uh, like, you know, stand out Kinara from other places, because I really wanted to promote me- more Kerala cuisine. Mm-hmm. So always our weekend specials are something unique and how you find in Kerala, like how I, my mom or my grandma cooks or similar way I try to do it at Kinara. That's one of the highlights, I would say. Mm-hmm. Plus our regular like staple, American staple, like popular chicken tikka masala, butter chicken, korma, biryani, this all we, tandoori's. This all are our regular items, which, you know, People always want to buy, keep buying because they are favorite, because they want, they don't want to try something different. They don't want to or change their. Just introduce their palates to something yeah, new. Yeah, that's yeah, true. They, they just like something familiar, something regular. And, and that can be hard to, hard to get into something new. But I think once people start trying those different things, they get excited about it. And, that's actually something that I wanted to ask you guys about because when you came on last time, you said your best sellers at that point were butter chicken and tikka masala. I, I don't know if that's still the yeah. case. I, but still that's still the case. Same. But ha- have you seen diners start to expand their horizons yep. a little yeah. bit and start to open their palates up? Yep, yeah. a lot. And still, end of the day, butter chicken <laughs> every day every single day butter I chicken is the winner i honestly don't even blame people though because <laughs> when i go to restaurants i want my favorite too and then i like i like to take other people and be like oh you should try this and then, <laughs> and and then, then give me a bite it. yeah <laughs> see the so. thing the thing is like a chicken tikka masala it's not even indian dish but it's more popular it's a yeah. british dish but 
for sake of indian cuisine without tikka masala i don't think so it's hard to survive but we do have a tikka masala but our butter chicken is something different like how exactly i cannot say exactly because the produce which we get in india is kind of different like especially the tomatoes because you don't get the same tomatoes maybe next week so it can be slight you know different too but always the butter chicken is the number one seller and we try to make how we get served in india only the thing is i would say there you get bone in chicken here we sell with the boneless and chicken thigh too because i don't want to put a white meat that's not how we make eat butter chicken so that's the one reason i think we sell a lot butter chicken but now people start changing and waiting for taste of kerala weekend specials and now we start using local produce from verba beef and uh bison from central yeah. nebraska central nebraska those are amazing product so it's way we can support local farmer plus i can bring my favorite dishes like kerala dishes to omaha Uh, yeah, I, I find the, the special so fascinating because on you guys' normal menu, you normally don't have beef or bison. Like, those are different proteins. So when you get to run those weekend specials, is that kind of a, a fun thing to get to just, like, you get new toys to play yep. with and experiment with? Yes. And also, the just the special people who buy the specials, they buy, like, a three beef rice and they buy, like, a tundi porotas with that. that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot of food yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean they love to eat because we one of the best seller in kerala people favorite nostalgic dish from malayalis like me from kerala beef fry and porota is like a best combo here butter chicken naan but we eat a lot of porota and beef fry that's so same here happening now too mm mm-hmm. all right kim so i know you you will stay on the butter chicken you 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 like the butter chicken but if If someone were to come in and they were like, "Hey, I like the butter chicken. I like the tikka masala, but help me expand my palate. What are some dishes that you would recommend that you really enjoy?" I recommend the Malai kofta a lot. It is it's so good. It's it's like dumplings of like paneer, cashews, golden raisins, and a little bit of potatoes, and then he puts that over the korma sauce. Like the other day, a person was actually like waffling of what to get. and we were so busy it was like oh. like she just didn't know what to get and she was saying like oh should i get the vegetable korma should i get the chicken korma and i was like just get the mal- you should get the malai kofta like i just said <laughs> that confidently I'm like you should get that and she was just like oh okay i'll get it and like, she was taking it back and then she got it she was just like oh my god i, I <laughs> see like, why you she's so like i would have never gotten this but she's like this is amazing i'm like yeah it is <laughs> it's so good and i also I, I also love to recommend just our vegan dishes or vegan and vegetarian. Um I try to mostly eat vegan. It's just really hard. And, um, <laughs> but I, I eat his vegan stuff and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so it's so good." Like the way he cooks eggplant is just I'm, it's it's not like anything you'll ever have, but it's it's amazing. And what he does with jackfruit, baraka bacon, yeah. And what he does with jackfruit is just like it's just perfect. Like he, I don't know how he how he does beef so good and jackfruit and eggplant so good too. Is that something that's prevalent vegan cooking in in Kerala or is that something that you had to learn here? It's a natural. So we don't have to put you know ex- we don't have to add extra stuff to make it vegan. 
Indian cuisine, you can find a lot of healthy vegan options. That's what we serve here. Bagara vegan, jackfruit biryani, this all are natural vegan. But I don't see jackfruit biryani in Kerala ever. Because we eat a lot of jackfruit, different version. But one day I thought, okay, let's try biryani with jackfruit. And it's click. A lot of people who used to buy goat biryani, my friends, they always say, hey, let's add half red goat, but I need two jackfruit too because it's good. Mm-hmm. So and the bagara bacon, I was t- Kim's favorite. I was telling Kim, hey, and a month ago we gonna stop selling this. It's not moving that much from that. We selling a lot now. Oh, I yeah. don't know how. Cause I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kim's out there pushing it. She's telling customers order this, or I don't get it anymore. Yeah, pretty and much. And one more thing about Malai kofta. Why Malai kofta make different? Like we sell a lot. Usually everywhere. Not everywhere. Where I used to work before, some places. So there is a ratio, like seventy percent paneer and thirty percent potatoes, to make that plus cashew and raisins. But people usually add opposite: seventy percent potato, thirty percent paneer, because it's expensive. But we doing say other way, like add more paneer and rich stuff. That's bring original version and you know taste and more flavorful. That's other reason I I feel like we sell a lot of malai kofta too. Gotcha. Now there's another. I don't know if "dish" is even the right word. It's it's kind of more of a side dish, but I have to ask you about it. I think, you know, most people come to Kanara and they want to get a side of naan, and you guys' naan is excellent. And I used to always get it. Now I've changed up my bread order to paratha because paratha is just like naan on steroids. Can you tell me a little bit more about paratha? Like, break it down. What is it? What makes it so delicious? Because that richness. It's kind of a lot of work. You have to fl- mix the flour with l- eggs, milk, and fermentant. Then you have to layer it. Then you have to cook it. So it's kind of too much work. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know that oily richness and taste, that flour, this all make that Kerala paratha different. And it's, I don't know, I don't think so. Any Kerala people live without eating paratha for two days at least. Everywhere paratha, but maybe one day I might do a live paratha for people. I don't know. Let's see. It's almost what makes it so good. It's almost like a pastry and a bread combined yes. together, and that flakiness is just it. It's like perfection. Yeah, the the word flaky is perfect. It's a little bit moist. Isn't really the right word, but when like you know when you like bite into a piece of buttery bread and you almost get like that like hit of butter as it comes into your mouth, that's what you get from the paratha, and oh man, I, I absolutely love it. So, um, what has it been like for you guys as you've kind of introduced a different style of cuisine to Omaha? I mean, Omaha has a couple different Indian restaurants, but I think you guys are doing some things differently. You mentioned, you know, the, the Kerala specials and, and even some of the things just on your normal menu aren't things that are found on a lot of um, uh, any other restaurants around here, Indian or not. What is it like to try and bring just different dishes and different cuisine and introduce them to a city? Well, I think it's, I mean, I think it's really rewarding. Um, I think it's in general really rewarding people, seeing people enjoy Ashish's food because I love it so much. So it's like being able to share, I mean, you know, sharing something that you love. Uh, And I also just love like 
some people come in and I'm like, well, the special this week. They're like, you don't got to tell me. Like, <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> so that's also, that's also really great. People just, you know, opening up and, and trying new things. And, and just like the response of it, it just, I don't think they ever knew that Indian food could be this way. I mean, sometimes I think we're half a seafood restaurant because of how much seafood we have on the menu. Um, yeah, that's exactly like a lot of care. All the seafood dishes, like 99% Kerala based, coconut based. And people love it. It's like grandma's fish and mango curry, shimmoli, salmon moli, fish pulichi. This all are, you know, bestseller. I wish, you know, I could do more specials, but we can do it because our menu is already big. I cannot take off, you know, regular stuff, tikka masala and and put all Kerala. It's too early for Omaha, but people are changing. One day, I will wait a couple more years. Then I have another plan. I'll come up with that because I really don't want to make chicken tikka masala every day. <laughs> you know, I love Kerala food. I really wanted to bring authentic and real stuff. Well, I think that you're doing a really good job with those weekend specials. And, and the posts that you put on Instagram and on Facebook are... They're just so tempting. I think even if someone looks at those dishes and they don't necessarily, you know, they don't know what they're looking at, they don't know those flavors, they're so vibrant and red and yellow and orange. It just looks delicious, even if you don't know exactly what it is. So I think those weekend specials are just such a good way to to kind of make that bridge and get people to try something that they might not have tried previously. Um what has been maybe the most difficult part about trying to get people to explore and and how 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 do you try and encourage them to go down that path i guess if i see them ordering like three butter chickens or three chicken cornmeals like you know maybe you should try just one more of these and um i think we talked about last time is gaining trust and i think at this point people really trust us for the food that we're going to create and know that we're going to you know, give them a solid product. So I think just, yeah, I think it's just trust. And the more people come and the more often they come, they're going to see that it's like, we don't, we're not going to put out something bad. When did you really start to see that trust build? Because the, it does take some time between diners and a new restaurant where they say, hey, I know every time I come here, I'm, it doesn't even matter what I order, I'm going to get something delicious and the product is going to be consistent. And that's been my experience with Canara is I, I know every time I come in, it's going to be fantastic. At what point did you guys start to see that trust really begin to develop with diners? Maybe around Christmas, like the winter months. I think that people, um, I think COVID got so bad around that time that people didn't really want to eat uh, inside anymore. And we were still, you know, curbside only. And so I think the trust of, like, knowing that we're safe, A, and, you know, knowing that the food's going to get home good. I mean, we might miss a samosa and a naan every now and then. <laughs> yeah. um. <laughs> a lot of refund, a lot of calls. <laughs> we are missing samosa. Then we start like, switching uh, the color of, you know, the boxes so they can, but still, you know, it's too much. Sometimes to go are, it's crazy. It was hard. It's hard to pack sometimes, yeah. you know. And you try to, like, create... I'm, like, very much a systems and solutions person, but then you have, like, you know, the kids that 
you know, that work for us, they, they want to, like, cut corners and stuff. And you're like, come on, man. <laughs> like, like, we can't do it. We can't miss samosas. We, this is why we have this system. You got to follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, no, I think that, I think just the trust of, of you know, that we're, that they're going to be safe and that they're going to get the good food and they want to support us. So I, I would probably say kind of, yeah, probably the winter months was kind of a, was kind of a turning point I feel like just how busy we got and um just how many more people ordering the specials like yeah that's the time we picked up with specials because people been waiting for weekend specials and I see oh always people buying more 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 so now people long weekend we start getting people from out of town too right Kim? yeah Yeah. yeah, Sioux City. Sioux City, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. People are coming in. Yeah. Just yeah. for food. You can, yeah. yeah. I love it. To Kerala specials. There's a, yeah, apparently there's a big Indian group and in, Indian population in Sioux City and word has gotten out about us. And now people goes to Colorado through Omaha. They eat here yeah. weekends and they go back to Colorado and on their way back, they start wow. eating at Kinar and... That's a special feeling right there. Yeah. It is, yeah. And I mean that's exactly what you're talking about. That's that trust right there because if you're going to drive several hours to get a meal, it had better come through and if yeah, if diners are going to do that, that shows it they they know you're coming through for them. Uh there's one more special I got to ask you about and that's the fall. Uh <laughs> I don't even know exactly what I want to ask you about it. It's just it's such an interesting dish and it's so unlike anything like where what is the origin of that dish and like what made you want to serve that so it's a uh, that's curry originated in Br- britain so those something you know britain is more colder weather so people like more spicier than here so it's more popular there and i see in other places too so i wanted to make my own version for omaha winter it's really good and it's always has to be a challenging dish <laughs> that's bring people you know hey take the challenge and i know very out of 10 maybe one could finish and it's hard to cook because you need to wear mask the dishwasher hard to wash that pot because everyone get cuff when i cook but that dish got really good flavor people who you really enjoy the spicy but i don't recommend a hey, you don't need that spicy <laughs> don't buy it it's going to ruin your next couple of days <laughs> it but it, sorry so but no yeah go ahead but it's really i turn out it's really good with you know chicken wings tandoori wings that's it's so good i been mostly every day we put fall we been making fall wings and having ipa beer is the best combo oh yeah that does sound good yeah Yeah, the thing that I remember about having that dish and I'm someone who absolutely loves spice. So that was right up my alley. And it reminded me of like a really good hot sauce and that there are like hot sauces out there that have no flavor and they're just all about heat and, you know, it's just miserable. And then there are hot sauces that are super super hot, but they have flavor and they taste good. So like it's not just the heat overwhelming you it's not a miserable experience and that was the same with the fall like yeah my mouth was on fire but i was enjoying it because i was like hey this still tastes good but then yeah i, I was stupid and tried to go for a run a couple hours later <laughs> and like two minutes in my stomach was just like no nah, man we're not doing this today <laughs> that's a bad idea <laughs> no you're gonna go home and lay down yeah. maybe house a couple tums that's a, probably a better route for you um <laughs> Ashish, when you were on uh, last time, you talked about 
when you started cooking Indian food as a young man, you weren't a huge fan because there was so much labor involved and, and you were, you know, you had to, uh, work with coconuts to get coconut milk. And then there was just all this work. When did the switch flip for you and you really began embracing uh, that style of cuisine? So back in days when I started working at Indian cuisine, it's kind of like I said earlier, it's too much work. You know, there is no coconut milk. You have to grind the coconut and long hours. You don't get onions like here. You need to peel, make the sauce. And chefs won't teach you be- you know, because they are scared if you teach them too early, they're going to run away or they're going to take over their sport. Especially like a naan, when people talk about naan, I was, I wanting to make the naan, but the chef who make the tandoori naan, he doesn't want to teach me how to mix it. So he waited for me to go out from the kitchen and he started mixing the stuff. <laughs> but when, then I said, oh, I'm not going to do Indian cuisine. Then I switch. But I went to Dubai, there you don't get good, you know, the cafeteria, they serve Indian national food. So I want to eat Indian food at least every other day, careless. So I started cooking at the apartment. From there, I experienced a lot of recipes. Then I came to USA. So I ended up in Indian kitchen. So I slowly, slowly developed. But I don't want to be a runner restaurant or being a curry chef that's what you know called so i don't want to do that too but time change mm-hmm. and i'm here mm-hmm. kim what was it like for you i know you're a long time lover of indian food what was it like once you started kind of getting the behind the scenes look as, as you and ashish started dating and then i you know eventually moved into marriage now you kind of see you know what it's like behind the curtain what what has that experience been like for you uh, I feel like people just don't understand how, how much work it is. Like, like he talks about that too, but it's like one, you know, the base of one curry takes hours. I mean, literally hours. Like one of my friends was like, can Ashish teach me how to make like a curry? And I was like, you got a free day? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, um, so so what what goes into making a curry? When you say it takes hours, like what 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 makes that process so long and so in depth? You need to how uh, we do have four basic sauces, gravies. So each sauce takes 7 to 8 hours. So and we make, you know, quite a bit for the week. So that's kind of a long process. Yeah. Then you have to change the spice level according to that and Make different, different basics. So, like, korma, curry, vindalu. It's kind of a long process. But I think it's also, too, like, it's chopping the onions. Yeah. It's cooking down the onions. It's grinding the spices. I mean, yeah, just grinding the spices, too. The homemade spices is just, like... Every oh time I gosh. get, oh, we need to get a chopper for chopping onion. I said, no, we can get good knife. We can chop. <laughs> because I love, you know, all styles. And I always, every day, I think, oh, when I work longer, harder, I say, oh, thank you for the people who trained me back in days. Give me that much work. Because you guys, you know, gave me hard time at the beginning. So now I don't feel that hard. It's too fun. 
<laughs> it's too fun. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Chopping onions is too much fun. I don't imagine that's been said too many times before. But I, I'm glad that you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about opening up the restaurant because for about the first 14 months you guys were open, you mentioned you were curbside uh, to go only because of the pandemic for, for obvious reasons, and I totally respect that decision. Um, but in early May – you guys got a chance to open up your dining room for the first time, and now you do to-go orders and dine-in. Ashish, I know that you'd previously operated and, and served um, full-service restaurants, but what was it like having diners inside Kanara for the first time? Oh, first week we thought, oh, I think we should go back to the curbside only for a while because <laughs> I don't think so we can. It's kind of hard, but within a week it's got changed. Yeah. Then now, you know, we do have a system like we don't take too many to-go order and we do wait, you know, a little longer because the dining room is full. People are waiting there for food. So to-go's, we, you know, put little weight because we don't want to cook everything fresh and send people, you know, shit because they're expecting quality and the same taste from us. So that's make some customer maybe unhappy but you know i want to say sorry for them i wanted to say sorry to them and apologize because this is what we can do now we cannot do too much we can do too much but it's not gonna be perfect i think mm-hmm. and all the humans who work there i don't want to put them in you know for money come on guys do it do it no little relax and enjoy the work give the best make the people happy that's what we are being here for. Not just for the money and send something and take the money. And other day, slow, we make the best, no, consistent and yeah. the quality. Same time, I want to make sure our people who, who work with us in the kitchen and outside not get stressed out. Mm-hmm. Something that I've found very interesting over the course of the pandemic, and obviously things are opening up back up now, or pretty much fully open, um, which is awesome. But most chefs that I have brought on this show had the opposite experience of you guys, where they were operating full dine-in restaurants. Most didn't offer to go at all. And then all of a sudden their restaurants were closed or, you know, they had very limited seating and, you know, they flipped from no to-go orders to 80% is to-go orders. Can you, and, and now, you know, now, now it's back to being kind of a mix where some people still, you know, like the convenience of getting it to go, but other people want to come into the restaurant. Can you guys kind of explain just how difficult that is, the balance of to-go orders versus dine-in orders and cooking and serving those at the same time? Yeah, I think we just need a lot of staff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a lot of staff and we're staff doing just really, really good. Um, you know, realizing... It's like, oh, there's, um, you know, realizing we need a dedicated person on the phone, just answering the phone calls. We need a dedicated person just packing the bag still. And then we pretty much almost every day, I feel like we just need double the staff of what we had for just to-go orders. Um, and, but yeah, no, it's it's incredibly challenging. And I, I feel like uh, when we opened the dining room, I thought, like, the floodgates were going to open and there were going to be so many people there. And that's not the case still. Like people still are getting us just to go. I was really surprised about that. But I'm like, well, that's what they, I feel like that's, since we were so new, 
we were only open for a month before we had to close down. That's just what people associate us with. Um, I think that there also is, I was saying this before, and I think that it's still true, that I think there's almost like a blessing, too, of, of the to-go is that these families, you know, with kids and stuff, they realize that a good restaurant is an option as opposed to, oh, let's just go to Chipotle real quick. Uh, so, I mean, we still see, you know, in the beginning of the day, people calling us from work, people emailing us and picking up dinners for their whole family. And it's so easy. And so I'm really grateful for that, too, that it's um, that people are still getting so many to goes and they're realizing, you know, from us. But, yeah, it's definitely hard. It's We're, travel well and stay. Yeah, Left well. door will be good for next day. And those containers easy to reheat. Mm-hmm. Another thing to goes versus dining, dining. You get to interact with the customer. Anything yeah. happened, you can fix right away. But to go, so if you say a time, they will show up. And it's not ready. Some people get mad. And <laughs> some people come up early and they keep asking others, how long you been waiting for the food? Is it that long wait? Yeah. So it's all fun. It's fun. I'm I'm definitely happy that the dining yeah. room's open, being able to like see, At least, you know, see regulars and... Like, even to the people that we had in the car. Like, we even formed relationships, even curbside. And it's just, but it's tenfold now. And it's it's good. it's so fun. It's mm-hmm. so good. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because when you do to-go orders, you know, you can, you can see a customer be happy, you know, when they accept the food into their car. But you don't actually get to see them eat it. You don't get, it, you don't get to see that moment when they yeah. bite into something new and their eyes light up and they're just like, oh, wow, this is good. So what has that feeling been like as you guys have gotten to actually see diners eat the food now? A lot of people are being saying, I someday, now I, I don't get much time to go and talk to all of the customer, but when I go and talk to them, they would say, oh, dining is so much different, better. It's right from the kitchen. So it's happy to see their face and, you know, expression and their feedback right away. Mm-hmm. And it's build a personal relationship with the customer too. We like that because we want customer to feel like, oh, they are dining at not a restaurant. It's a family mm-hmm. where they going and see their friends or, you know, chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mainly what I want people to feel too since, you know, I'm in the front, he's in the back. That it's like, it's like this is, a, you know, you're truly supporting a family and you're becoming part of our family when you dine in. You know, we have people that come in at least once a week. It's like, you're, like, you're becoming part of our family. Like, you're here so much. I'm, also, it's, it's awesome. It's so, it's so much better. Like, it's, it's harder for sure having people in the dining room, but it is so much more rewarding and being able to have Sheesh come out and, and talk with them. That's, like, really where he shines. He's so personable and people love seeing him so it's great that sometimes get that (laughs) and also some people you know if you say we have a long wait they will say oh we are so happy for you we'll get some other day so people switch from weekends to weekdays so that's good too Mm -hmm. but now it's almost every day is kind of going busier busier Mm -hmm. as you've gotten busier have has your photographic memory for diners kept up yeah that's 
that just still blows my mind. I, I can't even believe. The first time I called in and ordered, we ordered something. And then I called in and we ordered again like two weeks later. And you remembered our exact order and the spice level and everything. It just it blows my mind how you do that. That's I don't even have a question. I'm just amazed. So It is amazing. No, seriously. <laughs> he he really does that. And he'll even, like, since we were doing curbside for so long, I don't even know how he did it because he didn't even – take the food out to the cars but he'll be like oh blue honda and i'm like, what? <laughs> like oh i'm like what and i have a friend that comes all the time i'll be like oh i'm going to hang out with him i'll be like oh i'm going to hang out with megan he'll be like oh will lou go be megan like, <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> it's so funny yeah i can't i don't even understand how he does it either it's it really is insane I don't know. Maybe I cook from my heart. <laughs> there you the go. People. There you go. So that's, you know, stay in my memory. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I have to ask you about a dish that you guys just released very recently, and that is the curry flight. Now, mm-hmm. flights have exploded in popularity recently. Everybody's doing some kind of a flight, whether it's a coffee flight or a fry flight or a wing flight. There's all kinds of different flights out there. This is the first curry flight that I've ever seen. Can you explain the dish and kind of tell me where the idea came from? Well, it's not the first. We're not the first in Omaha to do this. Oh, really? Um, Thank you, but we're not. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so it's called Tali, and it's actually been been around in India for, like, how long? It's long, long. It's like a traditional Indian meal, the way they serve. It's called Tali. So... Kerala, we serve in banana leaf, and northern India, other part, it's served in a uh, plate with, you know, different that balls. It's called katuris, so it's called thali. So we, before we had a plan to bring that, then I thought, oh, it's too much work because, you know, not making the food, assembling that stuff. So, but the time comes, forces to, okay, time for us to do it. So it's bring a lot of people. There was a wait last Wednesday and Thursday, lunch and dinner. There was no seating. People been waiting. People left without table. So it's driving. It was very, it was insane. Like we had literally never had a wait in our restaurant, like since opening. Like we've had a wait for to-go's, obviously. But like a wait to get a table, that's only happened like once or twice before. And now we're like, Oh my gosh! I don't even know what to do when we have a wait. People are like, "How long's the wait?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> We've never had one before. <laughs> I'm like, maybe 20 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> tomorrow it's gonna be kind of same too because we do have a reservation. So I am not. Yeah, tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow we have a big reservation, but it's like that too. It's like you know, we have a long time client, long time customer client, a uh, long time customer. You know, made a big party reservation. You know for you know, for 15 people, and it's like, you know, we really do have to, we really do want to still stay focused, stay focused on our, you know, diehard loyal people, as opposed to kind of the, um, the hype people, mm-hmm. not hype, but like, you know, obviously, we'll turn them, hopefully, we'll turn them into diehards, too, <laughs> but yeah, tomorrow, we're not gonna, we're not gonna have as many tallies, hopefully, people don't get too upset, just because, you know, we have our, we have our, uh, you know, she booked this reservation months ago. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got to take care of them. Well, I think, yeah, that's that's the fun thing is, like, 
you know, it's kind of like you were talking about earlier, Kim, when sometimes diners are asking for recommendations or they're looking at, you know, three or four different things on the menu and they're just like, oh, I can't decide. The flight kind of opens that up and it's like, okay, I don't have to make that decision. Mm-hmm. I can try, you know, five or six different flavors and that's really fun. And then that allows you to kind of break down the menu a little bit more. Next time when you come back, you can be like, okay, I really like those two f- flavors. I'm going to go something along one of those lines. So, I th- okay, whether you guys want credit for developing it or, you know, s- starting it, whatever, I want to give you credit because I think it's a good idea and obviously people are really liking it. Yeah. I've got a couple more questions for you that are not related to your restaurant and they're related to other restaurants because you guys do a fantastic job about supporting other Omaha restaurants. I follow you guys on social media and I'm always seeing you, especially on Tuesdays because that's <laughs> that's the day Kanar is not open. So I'm seeing you guys going to WD Cravings, going to Sunnyside on Center, um, just really all over. We were even talking off the mics. Kim, you said you went to Lola's this morning, which I haven't even been to yet. That's new for me. So I just want to... I wonder, why is it so important for you guys to get out and support other local restaurants as well? Man, we just love food. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> yeah. like, we are both. We are just, like, you know, fatties, and we just love food so much. <laughs> <laughs> See, if we ended up sharing every the food we eat every time out on our social media, I feel like I am make people so boring because this guy is showing show off. Because that much. Meat. Hey, are you are you calling my social media boring? <laughs> that's all I do. <laughs> no, no, that's different. This is different. This different. Right? I'm just I'm just kidding, man. We like some nights we get, be after long hours, we have a drink and we said, okay, let's go to, Fizzy's. Oh, we love Fizzy's so much. Their birdhouse and that and the burger, and burger. they have really oh good God. vegan options too. Okay. Like. Or go to Twenty Fourth Street. Yeah. WD cravings for the sometimes breakfast. Yeah. And now sunny side. We have sunny side for breakfast. We're yeah. Just there. there are yeah. a lot local places where Dante. Mm, Dante, yes. Yep. Love Dante. It's like a Nick comes to us a lot too. Oh, really? He gets the goat pepper fry, yeah. How fun is that to, yeah, to have so that awesome. relationship with other restaurants where you're yeah. seeing the owners and chefs come in from there as well? Yesterday there were Nick, Eileen cookies. Eileen's cookies. Eileen's cookie, yeah. So the other day, Lip Peep, right? Lip Peep, yep. So my in. accent make him a which restaurant is that? So <laughs> I have no idea oh, what we can, we, can get, we can understand, yeah. It's, all it's good. good to seeing, you know, other business owners dining with us too, mm-hmm. you know. Makes us feel like just that we're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Um, all current. Yeah, they come to us a lot. Love those guys. But oh, they're awesome. I don't get time to go eat there because I work. So came. Yeah, I went there. there. I went on a lady date. It was so fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um, we might be going there tonight, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> Yeah, are, cool. th- are there any other places you guys want to shout out? I know we, you've already named off five or six, but Light Us Pizza is one of he my. He loves. Li- yeah. Then yeah. there is so many. Lighthouse is so good. He gets the he gets like the bar he gets a buffalo chicken and then puts like a stupid amount of other things on it and it's amazing. <laughs> 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 like I kept trying to get like other pizzas, but then I would just want to eat half of his. He gets like the buffalo chicken, then he adds mushrooms, spinach, uh, garlic sauce, garlic like pesto. 
all on the buffalo chicken. What? And yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, but I've been I, eating those. So I was not a pizza guy. Guy, I used to. So in Dubai, we do have a specialty pizza restaurant. So I always think, oh, it's not good. Don't eat pizza much. But even New York, I was in New York. I haven't eaten pizza much. So once I started eating at Lighthouse. So we used to go out and get drunk, and that's the place open till three drive through. So yep. it's made me addict. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would even try other her specialty pizzas. I'm like, why do I ever cut Momo? Momo? Oh yeah, Momo's. Oh, really I love like. Momo's. I my one Corp's, of my favorite places. Herb pizza, yeah. Herb Saint. Like Herb Saint. I love it there. Um, and then what else? We love this major. Their beer. Oh gosh, and cross strain beer. And Nebraska, and Nebraska Brewing Company. Company. <laughs> we just, we love we love beers too and supporting like infusion those is one of my other favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is so many places I wish. We love uh, beer chin too. Oh yeah, beer chin. Oh yeah, beer garden. Chin, yeah. Oh yeah. Their vegan burger is it's so good, super good. Their Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Oh my god! The other day I got like a super super hot. I couldn't even eat it. Yeah. You couldn't eat it. That's not true. He ate it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a struggle. Yeah, those spices different than Indian spices. Totally right. different. Yeah. So, oh, I don't we know, love maybe. we love Dirty Bird too. Mm. Except they were except except. Uh, I think it was Omaha World Herald or somebody was like a super spicy hot chicken, and we're like, oh, no wonder think people think our food's really spicy. <laughs> 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 we're like, this is like just seasoning to us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very good, but yeah, it's probably not the spiciest of spices. No. No, but it's still really good. And I like their oh and I I love little vase. Uh they're like just a yeah, pop the, up right the now. Vegan pop up, yeah. But oh man. And I give it to Amea too. She's all about it. We, I gave her the ceviche. Oh, she loves it. So mm-hmm. little vase is super good. And then we go to nice rolls a lot too. We love we love nice rolls. Have you Christina. done have you done the burger? Oh yeah, we've done the burger. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure we've done the burger. A night oval. Other that that's, right. been, restaurant, that's yeah. been my favorite last four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I think same. we go to Fizzy's a lot. I think we go to Fizzy's more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and they're owned by the same person. Yeah, so yeah. yeah there's yeah. same personality, not the same menu, but some there's a little bit of crossover there. Right. Yeah. For so. sure, you just know you're gonna get super solid. His parents been like eating my food since I was in Omaha, so they still come and get to go. Yeah. So I know that way. Mm-hmm. Like you know. Like a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Sternell, Matt Moser, right? Yeah. His Matt, parents Matt were Moser, just Sternell. were just in the other day too. Yeah, I love butterfish sushi too, but I don't get much time to go there and because of time. Yeah. That's where I started eating actually sushis. Mm-hmm. Because I was at Indian Bowl, so we always trade or you know I buy. Okay. It's one of my favorite sushi place. Uh huh. I think it's just I, oh sorry go ahead Kim. I also want to give a special shout out to Rally Coffee. I think that they are like <laughs> head and shoulders like the best coffee shop in Omaha. I just and they're like by the airport. They are so far away from me and I I love them so much. They're it's just it's it's literally the best coffee. Okay, I think Rally Coffee. I've never had it. Oh so god, that's, it's I, like I amazing. need to expand my. Except horizons. they don't have sizes. They have one size. They have one size. And I've just finally, like, given up. I'm like, I'm just buying two drinks. <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't enough coffee. Like, I just need more. I finish it in, like, five seconds. And I'm just, when you finish it, you're so sad. You're like, Ugh. But um, they made literally the best coffee drink I've ever had. And I try to replicate it at home. It's, like, it 
it's called the old timer it's, it's kind of waste of money right it's Came not it's <laughs> i spent so much money <laughs> there all the equipments right yeah it is a waste it is a waste i try to replicate it at home cuz they live so cuz i live so far away from them and yeah it, it he's right it is a waste of money <laughs> <laughs> i try to make syrups and everything and um but no it's oh god you have when they bring it back on the menu it's called the old timer and it's like it's like an old fashioned but a coffee drink oh wow it's like it's it's beyond my uh, i have a f- my best friend lives in seattle and the only other place i've had better coffee is seattle got it so that's that's a very strong endorsement it is and he is just like they are just they're a young couple kind of like us too and they're just the nicest humans mm-hmm. so well i think it's just so inspiring that you guys i mean you work very hard 6 days a week you know we went into exactly you know not not exactly but we just touched the surface of all that you do you also have a 1 year old like you guys are very busy people but you still make that effort to go out to local restaurants you don't just you know, say, okay, we're really tired. We're just going to stay at home or, you know, we'll just, you know, get fast food or something like that. You guys are going out and you're supporting other people as well. And I just want to commend you for that because I think that's awesome. Speaking of which, it is a Tuesday. This is your day off. You've given me enough time. I need to let you get out and get some more food. So I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast for a second time. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks. So yeah. So we did want to say just thank you to you, Dan, about yep. just how much you have done for us and just how much supporting you do, all the local. Yeah, how much you do for the local restaurant companies, uh, restaurant local restaurants. I think it's very obvious that by your post, you know, you, you're not doing this to try to make yourself a big shot. You're doing this, you know, to be, you're doing this to, to be a supporter of the Omaha local restaurants. And the good thing about like, we owe you so much like you and David from Saturday and Jared eats, you guys have done a lot. So, so, so much for us. So, we just can't we can't thank you enough like how much you guys support local business is kind of incredible because you guys being real you know mm-hmm. not just showing off yeah. hey no realistic never, yeah Get and i can food. say like honestly like and you he has never asked us for anything free you've never yeah. done anything like you just you're just the best cheerleader that the omaha restaurant scene that's could ask what for. you know all the right now the restaurants need not like you know yeah no like you know realistic support the business and you know if you don't know something you get you always try to figure it out or ask or oh, this question and you know that's kind of impressive and i seen a lot of customer hey i how do you find out us dan hopan or david and you mm-hmm. know gerard eats a lot of and the and i want to say thank you and apologize to the customer who we couldn't get through the you know there to go demand sometimes because we are so busy and our kitchen is not that super you know big enough but we are trying our best right now we are busy with dining and to go so we'll have a solution soon so please support all the local business and we are thank you so much and one more thing i have to say what make a community better its people so omaha is something incredible it's people and this it make this city different than other places you know that's the reason kinara is still there and we got this much support and popularity mm-hmm. it's people and it's community that's make omaha different than other places i've been to in us mm-hmm. 
So we are so grateful and thank you for all of the people. Yeah, thank you so much for the kind words, guys. But honestly, I mean, it's I do it because A, you guys make delicious food and B, you're just awesome people that I that I like. I want to support good people and if you make good food, that's all, all the more reason to do it. So the the thanks all comes all for me to you because I'm just in awe of you guys' talents and the hard work that you put in and I thank you so much. So We'll just reciprocate thanks back and forth there. And we'll end it by thanking one last group, and that is the listeners. Thanks, Omaha, as always, for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.